Hey everybody, welcome to Dirty Thursday, brought to you by River City Speedway, and today we do a tribute to our old friend, Bruce Hart. Um, in the studio today, Todd Johnson, Terry Sanis, Jeff Liebrick, Tommy Corcoran, all here, and again, we want to give a shout out to the Northwest Tire uh, for also bringing you Dirty Thursday. Chad, the other half of the Bullring Boys, busy, couldn't make it here today, but uh, we've got a full studio, so that's okay. You know, for tires or work on your vehicle and more, visit Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive. Uh, it is North Dakota's largest tire dealer, family-owned for over 40 years. From big to small, Northwest Tire, they do it all. Uh, find all the big-name brands, Toyo, Nakian, Bridgestone, Firestone, and more. Call them up to schedule your next appointment, 701-780-8473. Northwest Tire, they're on Gateway Drive and Grand Forks, helping you get the perfect tires for whatever you need. Now, we plan on going, uh, having a bunch of stories by some of these guys who know Bruce way, way better than I did. Uh, this is going to be fun. If you have any questions or comments, it's still sticky, uh, feel free to text or call us, all right? Uh, our number is 701-213-0863. Again, 701-213-0863. All right, let's do it. Let's get out of the way. It's our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. I'm starting an all-male cross-dressing Dixie Chicks tribute band. An all-male cross-dressing Dixie Chicks tribute band. I'm going to call it um, Chicks with Dixies. <laughs> Uh, is that somebody out there waiting for us? Yeah. She, oh, she's not serving me papers or anything, is she? <laughs> I sure hope not. All right, we're going to start. Um, I'm not going to start that way because he's got the controller, but I'm going to start to the right. Um, tell us who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself, if you would. Okay, my name's Todd Johnson. I uh, raced for 23 years. Most of the time was in Grand Forks, not always. Uh, but Bruce built me a couple cars. First car he built me was a... Hobby stock, 1993 season. One of the best cars I ever had. Yeah? The guy, the guy knew what he was doing. It was just, 
And, and you've been friends with him for ever since. Well, yeah, basically. Now, yep. how many times did you wad that car up, or didn't you? Oh, plenty. <laughs> I don't know how many times. It was plenty of times. <laughs> it wasn't just that car. It was other cars, too. Yeah, okay, so, okay. Yep. Uh, let's move over one now. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, I'm Terry Sanis. Uh, I know Bruce back in the early 80s, I think it was, is when I first met him. Him and Jeff both I met back then. And uh, Bruce has done... Uh, Remarkable thing for my career, right? Mm-hmm. When I race, so I raced for like 22, 20, 22 years, I think it was. Uh, did all the bodies of my cars. We built trailers together. Uh, he just uh, did a lot, a lot of work on my car always. So, um, would you show the the sticker you've got there? Um, and and thank you. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, you can see through it because it's yellow. But um, the uh, heart attack. Uh, 14 Bruce Hart sticker. We've got one on our wall now, but um, really cool stuff. And uh, I don't know, are those available anywhere? Can somebody buy those, or can we find them anywhere? You know, I'm pretty sure you can. I know I got mine from uh, Dave Rosendahl. Okay. And uh, I believe he said Black Lance. Okay, Terry, yeah, Black Lance, Silver and Thief. Okay. I believe he's the one that uh, designed them and stuff, so okay. I believe that's who he told me. Okay. So, um, yep. And I want to give a shout-out to uh, Dusty, to uh, Dusty Bradley. He's the one. It was his brainstorm of an idea to, to do this show today. Uh, he reached out to me about two weeks ago, 10 days ago, and said, what do you think? And I thought that was an incredible idea. Uh, again, so so thank you for coming up with the idea for that. Um, as we move over to our left, here we go, the one, the only. How you doing, Tommy? Well, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I asked you how the offseason was going, and you said, well, what was your answer? It's gotten awful lazy. Yeah, yeah, and it's easy to do, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, are you looking? Are you going to do the part time stuff again this year? You know, probably a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not as much as last winter. Okay. So, do you um? You ever think about like driving beat truck or anything? Uh, you know, I'm asked a lot, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I just uh, haven't had a whole lot of interest. Okay. Reason being is my season would be done a lot quicker if we could find one more driver. <laughs> <laughs> now I think. It was either you or Jeff, but it was you two, one of you two. It might have been both of you. I might have been with both of you guys at the time. But um, you guys, I think, are probably the ones that introduced me to Bruce. Um, I don't know him, didn't know him, obviously, like you guys. I think I started maybe going out there and hanging around once in a while, probably 10 years ago or so. But um, we were just there, the Indoor Racer Showcase at Home of Economy. Uh, When was that? March, maybe? April, March? And we went out there. In fact, uh, Paul, the producer, had never been out there. And I don't know who it was who put that uh, tribute video together on, on social media, but uh, Paul was actually in one of the pictures that I thought was pretty cool. But tell us how, how you met Bruce and, and how you guys became friends. Well, I, I really met Bruce back in the 80s, but uh, we got to be uh, uh, pretty good friends throughout the, the later 90s more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually started doing uh, uh, body body work and stuff like that for me uh with the race cars in about 93 or 4 and uh i think after that uh it, it uh was pretty constant right up until uh this uh, last spring mm-hmm. wow um and paul i'm gonna need you to do some change in here for me this is last but not least we had to actually add another camera today because we got such a full studio here and uh over to my left here Hey, there we go. How you doing, Mr. Liebrick? The short guy. How you doing? Not bad. Um, You and Bruce are pretty tight. Since about 1972. 1972, in fact. I was in fifth grade. He was in seventh grade. No kidding. 
Uh, are you from Laramore or what? I'm a Laramore on. I didn't know that. you got part of it right there, huh? <laughs> uh, along with Mike Johnson, too. So. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, she, all three of us grew up together. So. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, um, I didn't know that much about Bruce until I started reading up on him, and I then I found out he was from Laramore. But uh, I knew you and Todd, or you and Mike, were from from Laramore. But um, so you guys were started out as school buddies, and what? How'd you school both? Buddies, bowling buddies, pool buddies, playing pool. Uh, just mini buddies, bu- mini bikes, go karts, snow cats, and then it all morphed AFX into slot car racing, which we did oh, for money. Yeah, yeah. Um, where was that at again? The slot car deal because in I've Bruce's talked, basement. In Bruce's in, basement. In, in his mom Linda's basement. Okay, were Conzies involved with that? Did they used to do some slot car we racing did, stuff. We didn't know them. Okay, no, so. uh, and yeah, they're the younger guys. Laramore little. Oh, the little Laramore slot car club. Yeah, the oh. Berry Boys and Brent and Mark Berry and. I think Randy Chambers was involved in it too, and yeah, we used to bet money on AFX racing, and sometimes we'd lose our cars. Really? Yep. Oh man, that's good. Might as well start early, right, with the bad habits. Yeah. Tell about the mid '70s when Johnson showed up with a G Plus car that <laughs> could just hold wide open, and it would just stick to the track. You know? <laughs> Got to suck the fun out of it real yeah, quick, that, didn't those it? Those cars cost seven dollars back then. That was expensive. Jeez, yeah, <laughs> that was four days' work, four yeah. days' wages back then. Now, when you guys used to run back in your your you know middle school days, high school days, um, were were you guys like the scourge of of Laramore? Uh, were the cops? Did they have your names? Um, oh, there was, there was way worse ones than us. We just didn't get caught. So. Uh, well, yeah, that's a good thing. Everything's nothing's illegal unless you get caught, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so, no big stories from when you were young. Anything? Anything that would uh, that you got in trouble? Adolescence for? or early teens? Either <laughs> or. <laughs> Putting you on the well, spot. I can tell you, Fourth of July, nineteen eighty-three. It's the year I graduated. What a good year. <laughs> yeah, I had just turned 21 at that time. Anyway, we went to Golden Lake, and uh, it was myself, Bruce, a friend of ours, Kenny Siebert, big old Kenny. He was, yep. a, he was from originally from Grand Rapids, and then uh, Dwight Temple. We got a keg of beer and decided to go, let's go to Golden Lake from, there, from the Red Dog Saloon. <laughs> well, we got this keg of beer in the back of the this little Toyota pickup with the... The cord, the hose coming through so we could fill oh, up our perfect. cups on the front. You yeah, know, and yeah. Anyway, we're partying on the beach at Golden Lake on the front, on the west side, I think it was. And uh, Everybody's jumping in the water, and I'm sitting on the beach going, nah, I ain't doing this. And all of a sudden, they come over and pick me up, drag me out into the lake, and leave the water up to my neck. Oh, nice. And then they walk back on the shore and take pictures of the Kodak Instamatic cameras. So you were in your chair? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and all he saw was a head sticking out of the water. <laughs> so, How long did they leave you there? Long enough till I started swearing at them. But <laughs> long enough where I started to wilt away? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Bruce. He can shut that one. There we go. Um, just a few things that I found out about him. Uh, born May 10th, 1960. Of course, grew up in Laramore. Went to the North Dakota State School of Science. Um, started out with the hobby stocks with, with you, basically, I think. Street stocks he started. Oh, okay. Him Street. and Steve Anderson put, started putting a car together in s- late 77. Okay. Right and before the, his senior year. So. Oh, okay. And then uh, late models from 88 to the mid 2010s, probably. Uh, and then um, Todd uh, jumped in. Yeah, I drove, I drove the late model a few times, yep. Okay, and then let's see here. 
Uh, he's also a championship-winning fabricator and chassis builder at Heart Attack Repair and Fabrication, uh, of course, on North Washington. Now, if you don't know where Bruce's shop was, where Heart Attack Racing and Fabrication is, it's you see the late model car on the sign out there. It's pretty obvious. You know, you drive by and you go, oh, there it is. Um, I mean, he's helped guys like, well, pretty much everybody in here. Uh, along with Dave Jarvis, uh, John Halverson, uh, James Sandgrate, countless others, and still um, up until this season was helping guys like Matthew Jarvis, uh, Tucker Peterson running for that national championship. Um, you know, we did how many parties did he have out there and banquets and swap meets and uh, the racer reunions is the ones uh, where I finally got to really know uh, some of these guys. And um, of course, Bruce uh, inducted into the River City Speedway Hall of Fame back in 2011. Um, how many of you guys are in the hall now? Are you? I think you are. You yet? I'm, I am not. No. Okay, so there's two of us that aren't. The other three are. And you notice I said us. <laughs> um, I keep getting asked when I'm going to retire, and I said if I ever get in the Hall of Fame, I will. Who's got um, your recollection? Good memory of Bruce. Oh, I think uh, over and above all the stuff he did for me with the race car, I mean, uh, some of the things that we did outside of that, I mean, uh, got uh, Bruce into blues music. Oh, good now, stuff. That was, a, that was a big deal because he was a diehard classic rock yep. uh, Boston fan mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I started uh, I started burning CDs for him yeah which got the ball rolling okay he so did we it for spent, me too yeah we spent many a, a, a night at uh, whether it be uh, the blues series at uh, the Empire mm-hmm. or Fargo yep. Blues Fest yep uh, it was it was kind of comical because you you didn't know whether Bruce really liked what was playing or what they were doing Unless you looked at his foot and he was tapping his foot. That's about as much jamming as you're going to get out of Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, I've known, Tommy, that you listen to all types of music. Um, What what kind of blues were you burning for him? Well, it was a lot of uh, Smoke and Joe Kubek. Mm -hmm. uh, Good old stuff. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of that uh, Luther Allison. Yeah. uh, And you got into the... uh, uh, Omar and Howlers. Uh, oh, wow. You know, things like that. Yeah. So. Um, could you imagine him, like if we were at the Fargo Blues Fest, could you imagine him up by the stage? Uh, doing no. <laughs> no. Nope. No, in the chair next to me with the, with the Paps Blue Ribbon in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With one foot tapping. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is, that's good stuff. Um, I tell you what, we're going to just take a, a short little break here. Uh, we're going to continue this show. It's a tribute show to Bruce Hart. Uh, again, and Dusty, thank you very much uh, for the idea of putting this show on. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Um, everything is just so fast. Nothing slows down in life. It's got to be done right now. Oil changes, same thing. Uh, you're in such a hurry. You go stop somewhere, your favorite place, get an oil change. You're probably sitting there three, four hours uh, if you're lucky. Uh, I go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. I'm usually in and out of there in about 20 minutes. Uh, they're changing my oil. They're also um, checking off and topping off my fluids. They're checking my tires, my battery, lights, wipers, cabinet air filter uh they can do more than that too tranny and coolant flushes you get discounts for fleets in the military they can text and email invoices and coupons uh mention grand fork's best source when you go in there they'll knock 10 bucks off your oil change no appointment needed and they're open monday through saturday and uh pickup and delivery is available in grand forks too so it's pretty good stuff uh for a complete oil change and more check them out valvoline instant oil change 3325 south 38th street uh-oh we have a casualty in grand forks uh, or you call them up, 701-780-8462. Tell them Grab Fork's best source sent you. We got a camera down here, Paul. Bring a beer she, while you're she at She went spinning. <laughs> <laughs> 
All of a sudden, it just went whoop, whoop. I'll take a beer on your way back, too. Okay. And there you go. Oh, now he's now he's opening up a little bit. Up, so. <laughs> yeah, now you got to start telling stories, and I got to get primed up here. So. All right, all right. Oh, so the power dies and it comes loose. Yeah, oh, that thing is—it's like self-leveling. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Stealth-leveling. Self-leveling. Huh. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see what Jeffy looks like now. There, we'll keep it on you. Yeah, photogenic, huh? Photogenic. That's you. It's make. I don't know. I thought it was. Generic, maybe. You make. <laughs> face, face made for radio. Huh? Yeah, face made for radio. Yep. Now you Just know like what I had to live dogs, with huh? for all those years. Um, now, when you first started with Bruce, you guys kind of went a little bit different direction. He's staying with the bodied card and the fendered cars, and you kind of moseyed off into the sprint card deal. Um, well, it was after the '87 season. Seven of the top ten cars from the hobby stocks either went sprint cars or late models. Okay. Most of the guys went late models, and I think it was uh, Mike and I, Bernie Glennon, and I can't remember who the other one was. Just guys thought it was time for a change? Miller went the year before. Miller and T. Young went the year before. Yeah. They went in 86, because I bought Pat's last hobby car. And why did everybody make that jump? Just all thought it was everybody time wanted to, move to go on. faster. Yeah, right, you know? right, yeah. And the way our hobby class was structured, we kind of structured it after the Fargo hobbies, mm-hmm. which that was the only way we could compete with those guys that we traveled anywhere. Sure, sure. So we finally got up to their level, and then we're thinking, well, limited sprints were racing for the same amount of money as we were in hobby stocks, but we had a very limited, limited motor. Mm-hmm. But um, everybody just. I think everybody just wanted to move up. Mm-hmm. But Dale Skitlin st- stuck around one more year so he could dominate. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that one in he there. Didn't move huh? up till 88. So. Yeah. Now, okay, Tom. Um, or 89, excuse me. Okay. Uh, let's talk about your career a little bit because uh, you're the guy that's been doing this for a long time. You're still doing it. Um, how did this all start with you? And did Bruce help you from the beginning? Or did you just kind of get together with him once you got going? Or how no, did that it, because... It, it was, uh, you know, the uh, mid-90s. Okay. When I uh, brought some stuff out for him to work on. And that's kind of how that went. I mean, uh, uh, prior to that, uh, uh, I had a guy down in Fargo that was doing all the sheet metal work and stuff for mm-hmm. me. And, and uh, uh, he moved on. And, and I had to have somebody local. And... That's when I started going out to the shop at Bruce's. So. And, you, and you know what's funny? Because when you say the 90s or whatever, I still, and I don't know why, I think well, geez, that wasn't long ago, but Jesus, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Well, it was, and I look <laughs> at the 70s the same way. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I say a lot of my problems today are I uh, blame on the 80s, but they actually started in the 70s. So, oh, yes. um, yeah. um, But how much nicer was it having a place? Like, I mean, how long has Bruce been out in that shop? Is that where you always had stuff worked on? Was out there, or was he somewhere else before? For me, that was where I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a shop on North 42nd prior to that, and he actually had a place up in Drayton for a while. So, I mean, that's where I started with him. Well, that shop on 42nd, Terry and I and Ed Lemonian and Bruce all rented that shop. Yeah. Oh, for $200 wow. a piece. <laughs> wow. It was $800 a month rental that place, I think it was. Man. And then yeah. did, did Bruce work at Simplot? Or something like that, too. I thought I read somewhere. Uh, he worked for Trans, trans Systems, systems. I Oh, Trans Systems. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, he was a mechanic. Okay, has, has anybody heard, um, because now Bruce, he was never married, was he? No. And no. never had any children. Uh, I believe he's know. got a sister, yep. I think. Um, has, 
I know they were talking October, but has there yeah. been a date set for a memorial or anything? Yeah, October 14th. Okay. Uh, the time isn't set in stone yet, and it, it will be, I believe, uh, by the 1st. It's going to be right during harvest, I bet. Oh, darn it. That's a son of a bitch. I really want to make sure I get to that. Um, some of the fun times, uh, you know, me being at the racetrack, um, I, I was fortunate enough to get to see all you guys go. But it was towards the end of your career when I kind of started out there. You hear all of these names all the time. You keep hearing names. And when all of a sudden, whoever it was, that <laughs> there goes your camera again. <laughs> whoever it was. Whoever it was that said, hey, uh, Bruce is, is doing these, like, Hall of Fame get-together guy, you know, and these are some of the guys that are there and whatever, whatever, and, and that's when I started going. And um, uh, to me, that was like a dream. I, I mean, wow, these are the guys I've heard about all these years, and you get to sit and rub elbows with them and, and find out, you know, they're just, it's like a kid going into the pits now after the races. You know, that's kind of what I felt like at how old but um, you get to meet these people and, and hang out with them a little bit, have a couple of beers, and, and reminisce about the old days. And, and you find out they're just regular people, you know, it, it, much to my chagrin. But um, it, it's, it was all because of going out to Bruce's shop. And uh, that was just so cool. Now, did any of you guys, in a pinch, did you ever have to use him for, like, dude, I need my car fixed by tomorrow or I need it by Wednesday? As, oh, as, every one of us. Yeah. Every and, one of us. For and sure. what was, okay, I'll ask you this, Terry. Um, if, if that happened to you, what would normally his reply be? Let's get her done. <laughs> yeah. He raced, uh, when I raced Grand Forks on uh, Friday, of course, he raced Winnipeg every Wednesday. Sure. Okay. And uh, it seems like I was always in the middle of the crap, it seemed like. <laughs> the kind of way I drove is probably why. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> And uh, but Bruce is always there to you know redo my bumper, no matter the front one or the rear one. Or, uh-huh. And uh, he was pretty proud that we went three years straight in Winnipeg, uh, no DNFs, and a lot. And the worst we finished in the feature was third. Wow, that's so, a pretty good record right there. Yeah. Now did so. did Bruce fabricate from the wheels up, or was he more of fixing any kind of chassis out there? He built them right from, right from the from scratch. Gr- yeah. He did, huh? Yeah. When he first got started, I had a Pete Parker car. He went out there to get it one with me. And Pete probably had four or five of the, the, the front ends were bent over a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. And back then, you could run a, you had to change it over because you had to put a stock stub on it anyway. Yep. So Bruce bought, oh, probably, I don't know, maybe a dozen of those cars that he reclipped, basically. Oh. And then uh, after he did that, he figured, well, by the time I drive all the way to Green Bay... I almost just jig it, jig it, and then uh-huh. he started building from scratch, and that's what he did. He, you know, and that's when probably built your car, for instance. And oh, he kind of copied Pete's stuff, but then he changed some. Yeah. He, cha- oh, he changed a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Oh no, but that's where he got the main cage from. Right, you he know? got the ideas for running uh, yeah. total tube frame yeah. and stuff. You know? Yeah, okay. But we went down to Green Bay, Wisconsin, to pick my. Those are pretty cars. So. Yeah, so from, um, coming from a sprint car guy. Coming from a sprint car guy, <laughs> any idea um, how many championships had, did his cars win? It, there had oh, to have been man. a few. Well, that super stock run he had was amazing. Was uh, phenomenal. Yeah. You know whether it, whether it be Todd's cars, Joey's cars, Joey uh, tons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joey won cars. three championship Pat track championships two, yeah. in one year, and that was with the supers. That was super stock. Yeah. yeah, because look at how many of the guys. I mean, started in the supers. I mean, Joey sang. I think started in them too, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, and, and gosh, I remember when they were running up here every Friday. 
But um, how cool was it to see those guys back? I thought for the sites, um, I got I did get to go hang out with uh, some of the group that come from Wisconsin, and uh, it, it's always fun when you get these guys that come from other places to race River City Speedway because they love it. I mean, they think it's a great track, especially the guys in the West that are running on the that brown orange whatever colored dirt whatever they're running on but they say that the racing the surfaces out there are horrible compared to what they get at our local tracks around here so that was kind of cool um i kind of wish we'd see them back again because our, is anybody around here even run them on a weekly basis anymore well i think the closest place that runs uh, supers is bemidji bemidji yeah you know so and outside of that you get over in the range a little bit mm-hmm. and then uh, down to alexandria Okay. Those are the closest places. And and why did we phase them out? Is is that when the B mods started coming in? I don't know I don't if they rem- phased them out or they just kind of started to drop in numbers mm-hmm. and that's when they hooked onto the B mod deal. Sure. And, and really right now the same thing is happening with those. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But um one good thing that I noticed this year, and, and you hear a lot about it, well, geez, they don't have sprint cars as much. Um, you know, this is Grand Forks, a sprint car town. Um, I think a lot more people have grown to appreciate the late model class a little bit more. I know I sure have, but again, um, I don't care if it's three kids racing tricycles in a circle. I'm going to stop and watch. But um, the, the late model class is is I think growing. They've got the quite a bit, right now, yeah, so. absolutely. And and I did hear a rumor there might be a few more new ones next year, so that'd be kind of good. Um, what about you? What are you going to do next year? Well, like every year. It's a little up in the air right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, losing Bruce puts a big hole in my program. I bet it does. So, I mean, it's uh, that was all the sheet metal work and, and repairs and that kind of stuff. And, yep. And, uh, of course, over the last few years, uh, it was harder and harder to get him motivated on, on sure. working on things. But I could always get him to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, You know, I, I noticed um, the first questions I asked... Everybody basically here, the, the look on your faces that I got, um, I can tell you're thinking about them a lot when you're talking to me, and um, it, it's hard. I think I lost five friends in the last two weeks, yeah. and, um, you know, as we get older, you know, it's, it's a shame that you don't get to see people often enough, and if you do, it's like it's at a damn funeral or something, you know, and, and, and I, I just absolutely hate that, but um, um, I don't know. I mean, we could do tributes about Bruce forever. And, and I don't know if they'd ever be done. Yeah. I mean, if you'd asked me a month ago we were going to be here today, mm-hmm. I'd have looked at you like you're nuts. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, two weeks ago we were having a beer together. Yeah. So it just uh, life changes that fast. It's uh, Was he at home or was he at the shop when it happened, you know? or No, he was actually on his way to the emergency room. No kidding. Yeah. Man. Hmm. Oh, that's just, that's terrible. Um, got any good memories? Well, the, the thing that sticks out to most to me, the guy would bend over backwards for you. Mm-hmm. He'd do whatever you asked, whenever you asked, he'd, he'd do it for you. He'd get it done. Mm-hmm. And that, something like that, just, you don't forget people like that, you know. We got a ton of people that are texting. I just got handed the phone here. Uh, Joey Peterson, really bummed I couldn't make it today. Hard to put into words the impact Bruce had on local racing. Robin... Anderson, Bruce is a wonderful, kind-hearted guy. We appreciate it very much how he let us have our NLRI meeting there throughout the years. Um, one thing that stuck out for me at a shop is I really liked his bathroom. <laughs> uh, Paul needs to move John's camera. Oh, that's oh. old. Uh, the cool thing is uh, from Scotty Nelson, 
Uh, cool thing is hearing these stories from the early 90s when I was out there working. Great to hear a backstory. Bruce was a great guy. Timmy Schwantz, awesome. Tony Obergon, two of my childhood hero racers sitting there, Terry and Tommy. Bruce was the best, helped me build my first enduro car. And uh, this, summer with, with, this summer, with no hesitation, helped my son build his roll cage and his Baja car. Uh, Bruce is and always will be the best. Uh, thank you guys uh, very much. If uh, anybody else wants to text or uh, feel free to call us, um, our number is um, 701-213-0863. Uh, Todd Johnson, Terry Sanis, Jeff Liebrook, Tommy Corcoran, um, all here today as uh, we pay tribute to Bruce Hart. Um, the only one still going at it is you. Are you done for the year? Uh, given a little thought to maybe next weekend, mm-hmm. but very little thought. Very so little thought. I mean, yeah, I'm guessing the car's ready to go. Yeah, I could go. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought you were tearing the the door panels off already. No, I haven't oh, done that. Okay. Yet, so. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I, sp- you know, I suppose you you probably knowing you, I know you like to keep busy. Um, I suppose you go a little stir crazy. Uh, racing's done. You're you're retired or not? Are, are you the kind of guy? If you, you maybe when you get up in the morning, you say, "Okay, I'm not getting off the couch. I'm going to just sit with my remote all day and see what's not on TV." Or do oh, you have to do something? Yeah, that doesn't really work for me. So, um, or we'll end up in my garage watching one. Yeah, oh, I mean, sure. It, it doesn't take much to occupy my time. Yeah, but, but I can't just sit. Uh huh. So, I mean, that's kind of the thing and. Like I say, this time of year, a guy gets a little bit lazy because you've gone full throttle all summer long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I and mean, since I retired, I basically created a full-time job for myself and working on the race car. Sure. So, well, why not? Yeah, I mean, it's something you like doing. Yeah, yeah the pay is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's funny because, you know, we, we go three days of the sites, which, I mean, nothing compared to what you guys go through. But for me, it's hard. I mean, you know, we called 30, I think, races the first night. 24 26 the second night and then i think 20 the third night or whatever it was but and then you got one more week and it was an all sprint car show and i'm burned out i mean i'm burned out i uh, tomorrow now i'm gonna be i'm so glad we're not racing if the weather's like it is today next friday i'm gonna be bumming out that we're done racing and and uh, you know if a guy could just take a week or two off in the middle of the season you know maybe it would be enough to rejuvenate yourself but um it, it doesn't work that way and um I'm going to be missing it again already in like another week. So you get those years where the fall is nice and it would be nice to keep racing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking, we're going to be in the eighties this weekend. You know, that's damn warm. That's why I'm not going into a beat truck today when I get out of here. Cause that's what I was supposed to be doing today. And I got a new truck. So it'd be nice to learn how to drive it before we start. I'm sure it has air conditioning. That's what windows are for, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think Bruce ever used an air conditioner. He always had his windows down when it was 20 below outside. So, Oh, is that right? <laughs> oh, One of those God, guys? I used, used to hate riding with him in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he'd always just wear a t-shirt. It'd be colder yeah. than heck out. Oh, he's one of those guys. <laughs> Windows down and sunflower seeds going out the window. <laughs> yeah, was, was he a sunflower seed guy oh, for years time. and years and years? Big time. Now, why did he do that? Was he a smoker at one time and quit, nope. or just he one of those did. deals? Nope. Wow. I know when I was uh, when my kid was playing baseball, you know, you, you got to eat sunflower seeds at a baseball game. That's just what happens. But um, Dad, you'd eat so many damn if you had a double header in a tournament. Your tongue would be about this round by the time it, you know. Um. You know, where's the guy going to meet now? Nobody. Do you think anybody will take the reins and go, we have to keep these these old-time meetings, you know, these Hall of Fame get-togethers going? Do you think anybody's even got the gumption to keep that going on? I, I would hope so, but I doubt it. Yeah, yeah and, and that's a shame. Yeah. 
Um, you know, he had a lot of really good stuff uh, in that shop, too. And now, oh, okay, let's see here. I got people texting me now. Oh, we got Joey sent me a picture of his first hobby stock. What about Bruce refused one? to work on this car as he said it was not safe. That's the one I was just going to bring up. <laughs> Bruce, taking this stance, launched all the success that came after for me in his cars. Uh, that's pretty cool. I, I, I won't be able to get these on there, but um, his first hobby stock. Yeah, I could see why he refused to work on it. It doesn't look that very safe That was that white chassis, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's white with the black rear end, it looks like, and green. I remember Bruce just shook his head as he goes, No. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce did the same thing to me. Yeah, I brought a car it. into work, and that's when he ended up building me that car in '93. He wouldn't work on the car I brought to him. Is that right? Yep. And and a guy could just take the money and do it, you know, and say, "Okay, you want to race this? Yeah, we'll get it ready to go." And but when you got a conscience and you got a heart, that makes a difference. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just not all about the money. He, you know, he was the kind of guy that his name is going to back that product. Uh, you know, if I'm going to say, you know. Tom built my car for me. Well, it better be a good one because otherwise I'm going to say Tom built this car for me and it wasn't very good. But you, you know what we're talking about. Um, I know he had a shop full of cool stuff and, and he just years and years of gathering this all up. But um, you just wonder what the heck's going to happen with everything. You know, I, I they have a tea bucket or something in there, too. Yeah, he's got a hot rod that uh, he was uh, actually building for his dad. Oh, OK. And uh, yeah, that's still sitting there. And. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that, like everything else, it's going to take a while uh, for his sister and his mother to decide what to do with everything. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's overwhelming, to yeah. be honest with you. It really is. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a collection of a lifetime. Wow. Um, I know for some I think the first couple of times I was in the shop, I was more in awe of the people that were there and didn't really look around that much until we were there this spring. And that's when you start to really look around and go, wow, Uh, the stories that that could be listened to inside these walls, because he was there for a long time. And and gosh, you know, Grand Forks, they should almost make it so that sign has to stay up forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care who buys that building or who ends up with it. They should make it or or put that sign somewhere else, that race car. Um, Do you think? That would be a good thing or not? Well, I'd sure like to see River Cities put up a pole on the uh, east entrance where that could sit. Hey, you know, that's not a bad idea. they got to trim the trees around that sprint car on Gateway Drive. Though, yeah, course. they do. <laughs> and, well, I wonder who owns that property and, and why, because I've know, thought the same thing. You used to work at that gas station I, at I one time, that, didn't you? that actual spot is, is part of the county. So Oh, it is? I, I believe so. So we did, just need somebody to get up there and do it. Yeah. Didn't you work at that gas station as a kid? Yes, I did. <laughs> Oh, well, that's right. There was a gas station yeah, there. North Star Gas Station. I worked there in uh, 72 and 3. You were only like 14 then, right? Well, fresh was, out of high school. Was, uh, fresh out of high school. No kidding. So, yeah. Wow. What year did you graduate? 1972. Hmm. He's an old fart. You know, so. I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was 10. <laughs> you were 10. How old were you? Terry was 11. Two? Two? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not... Uh, the youngest one in here, that's what, well, he's pretty dang young, too. Um, you know, I, it's, next year when we start racing again, uh, you know darn well the first night we're out there, we're gonna, there's going to be stuff said uh, by me up in the booth, and, you know, it's hard to do. Um, a lot of these guys that, that we pay tribute to, I never really did know. Um, now it's to the point where I do, and it's no fun uh, for me when we do that up there, but... Um, when you get all the calls, all the messages, 
all the input that I've been getting from people this entire week since we said we were going to do this, uh, you have to. I mean, you absolutely have to. Bruce Hart was such a big part of River City Speedway and, and all the local speedways around here. Uh, oh, he's still sending me more pictures. Oh, wow. American Legion, heart attack, fabrication. Oh, and then he's got Tucker's car there, too. Uh, by the way, last time we checked, Tucker, I think, top three national points this year. Um, I know we're, we're starting to run out of time. If you guys got one last story you'd like to share, it, it seems like I'm doing most of the talking. I, and do, need, I do need to do a shout-out for Paul Anderson. Paul Anderson. Yeah, he's the one that came up with the attack name Oh, for Bruce's business. So. You know, how ironic, too. I mean, in a quirky kind of way, yeah. you know? Mr. A always comes up with some weird shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words from you, my friend? Well, I think uh, you can pretty much figure out how much he meant to everybody just yeah. because uh, there's a crack in everybody's voice. Sure, there so. is. There is. And, and and I can see the eyes starting to water and a little bit. The beer ain't taking care of it. So. Yeah, yeah. How about you, sir? <laughs> You know, about the same thing Tommy said, you know, uh, he's going to be in our memories for a lot of years, so. Yeah. And uh, Todd? Well, he's going to be missed greatly, and I don't know who's going to pick up the slack for him. That's going to be a huge dent in the racing community, so he's going to be missed very much. Yeah, he really filled a niche for a lot of people that couldn't afford to go elsewhere. Right, right. Or even if they could, he was a go-to guy. Yeah, so. and, and it seems like it doesn't matter if you um, if Bruce did a ton of work for you or did a little bit for you. It seems like he did a little bit for a lot of people. Absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, jokingly say he, uh, and he'd tell you that he lived uh, life one beer at a time. Mm-hmm. And there was a story that went with just about every beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Canadians are watching. Daryl, good morning. John, crew and guests, great tribute show. Uh, shop, race shop stories, always the best. Condolences to all Bruce's friends and family from the Canadian boys. Miss racing already. Cheers, boys. Uh, Timmy Schwantz, no positive if Cliff costs. Not positive if Cliff costs. Brad Sings, uncle. Still owns gas station property in front of Grand Forks Speedway. That could be. Uh, Terry Blacklance, it's a shame uh, we wait till someone is gone before we recognize and honor them. And, and Terry, you are absolutely correct. Uh, Timmy Schwantz, awesome show. Thanks, John Roberts, Tom Corcoran, and all you other guys. Uh, again, thank you. And it is too bad. Um, you know, maybe that's why I got all you guys in here now. Uh, you know, and, and Terry, we've had Terry and Aaron on. and uh, But it is too bad. And... and but God darn it, you know, we should maybe do this every year because you don't want people to be forgotten. I don't think Bruce will ever be no. forgotten, nope. um, at least not by the, the true racing community. Um, absolutely not. Uh, you guys, I, I can't thank you enough uh, for I do coming have in one here. more story if Alrighty, I can get it in. Go ahead. It was 1995. We had an NCRA two-day sprint show up here. And track conditions are, weren't exactly the best. It was We had a bunch of rain the week before, and... The track was just sticky, sticky, sticky. There were pileups on the first light, light of the or the first lap of the feature, and that. And anyway, uh, Rich Bubak had came up to me at the end of the race, going, hey, "Is there anybody here in town that can build Nerf bars and bumpers?" I go, "Yeah, we got the guy right here." He goes, and I, he happened to be standing next to me. I go, "Bruce." He goes, "Oh yeah, I got it." He goes, "I got a jig for what, what kind of car you got?" Because back then, every sprint car manufacturer had different yep. spud mounts on their bumpers mm-hmm. are not all uniform like they are now you had to order from them he had a jig made up for gamblers challengers schnees wow. and all of a sudden there's haulers out at uh, <laughs> in front of bruce's shop 
all these guys from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Arizona, and blah, blah, blah. And he must have built it. I told all those guys, bring him cases of Pabst Blue Ribbon, and he'll give you a hell of a good deal on this. They drained his uh, chromoly uh, yep. tubing yep, yep. It's, supply. It's, it's, Bruce was up till 5 o'clock in the morning building rear bumpers, nerf bars, front bumpers, and a guy, guy asked him, one, one guy asked him, I think it was Shane Carson, asked him, goes, well, how much do you charge for these? He goes, Bruce gave him price. He goes, can you make me two more sets? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I can't buy them for this. Goes, yeah, yeah. And, and Bruce probably had. Uh, I think he came out at the end of the, I think he profited like 2500 bucks by the next morning. Not counting the PBR. And still drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, he didn't show up Saturday night to the races. Oh, that, that's good stuff. A couple of more texts here before we uh, close up the show. Uh, Dave Rosendahl, uh, Bruce never took any credit for his cars winning. Always gave the drivers all the credit. He was a humble guy with a great heart for giving. Uh, Dusty, great job, guys. Cheers to Bruce. Thank you, and, Dusty, uh, for putting this together. Yeah, so, yeah. no kidding. Thanks for uh, putting a fire under my ass about this. Uh, Reed Van Epps, I was Bruce's boss. He was the smartest guy I knew when it came to fabrication of anything. Hell of a worker. Hell of a guy. Uh, Heather McDonald, Devil's Lake Speedway. Bruce was such a humble guy. Uh, Joey, oh, Steve uh, Marbach, I was fortunate enough to work with Bruce daily for the, for, for the last 16 years. I've never known a more knowledgeable and humble and giving man. Honored to know him. Uh, Joey just said, uh, let's see here. You know, you know what's going good when they're texting me? Oh, boy. Um, a funny story. 1995, Bruce built my, my first super stock. Frame needed painting. But me being cheap, I got a sponsor to donate the paint, and I asked Bruce if I could use his paint booth to do it myself. Bruce asked if I had ever painted anything before, which I said I had a little experience with it. Bruce agreed. Bruce said one gallon should be enough. So I went to my sponsor and got two gallons. By the time I was done painting, I used all two gallons, one of which was either wearing or was in my lungs. (laughs) When I came out of the paint booth, Bruce was laughing and then asked, "Uh, how's that going? And working part-time for Bruce off and on, as well as just being around at the shop. Was that Paul Deering? Uh, No, this is Joey. Oh. Uh, see, he taught me a lot of tricks of the trade when it came to fabrication, many of which I put to use over three decades of racing. I will forever be grateful. I remember uh, painting my Enduro car, uh, bright orange, in a, a homemade paint booth in a garage with the plastic walls all down, you know, the rolled up plastic. And it was raining so hard that we couldn't crack the door enough to get the fumes out of there because the, the rain just kept pushing everything in. And we'd paint until you couldn't see anymore. And we'd go outside, and we'd go back in, paint till you couldn't see. I was blowing orange snot out of my nose for probably three weeks after that. Uh, remember that powder blue you used to use on your car? That I can't remember the Chevy number. You had it instilled into my head. And uh, did that, too. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think that... Uh, looked paint, like a Smurf, but... Take <laughs> painting something in a garage that's too small is kind of a rite of passage, I think. You know, for I think, all of us. Yeah, we've all done it. We've I mean, it just... It. You know, got the garage door cracked three inches on the yep, bottom. Yep. <laughs> you look like the crowd from Fast Times at Ridgemont High as they roll out of the van. You know, the smoke is just yep, rolling yep. out. Pink Doesn't elephant. Stuff give you brain damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cheech and Chong, but with a different color. There you go. Uh, all right, Todd, Terry, Jeff, Tom, you guys, thank you. Bruce Hart, um, you will definitely be missed. Uh, I mean, if we find out any more information about uh, you know, yeah, a memorial service, along, yes, so. uh, yeah, you definitely will be, be passing it along. Yeah. Okay. Get a hold I, of any of us. I, I think there'll uh, there'll be more than enough stories to go around out there. Oh yes, so, there will. Yes. Um, and and I, I hate to say I'm looking forward to it, but I guess I am. Um, you guys, thank you. Uh, great getting you all together again. Um, 
you'll be in that hall pretty quick too i would imagine so uh that'll be fun <laughs> it'll be fun uh you guys thank you very much and again thanks to our sponsors um bruce hart you're going to be missed my friend uh, big shout out going out to Rumors Sports Bar and Casino. Yeah, uh, they've been on Dirty Thursday forever. Uh, love that place. Wald Wald TVs. If you're hungry, they got great lunch and dinner specials. Seven dollar express lunch. Maybe you want to go out for supper tonight from five to eleven. Get uh, a sandwich and size for just seven bucks. Go watch the Twins. They're playing here in about fifteen minutes. You can go watch them. Watch uh, UND hockey if you want. You can watch any sports you want. And they also got buses now. I think they're up to three. So all the big events, UND hockey, uh, concerts, all that stuff. Head Rumor Sports Bar and Casino in the Grand Cities Mall. That is your start before going to any of these big sporting events. And make sure to catch the uh, Fork Sports Highway Show tonight at 6.30. By far the best local sports show around. And uh, the Brew Brothers podcast on at 9 o'clock tonight. Tell you what, we'll catch you in the morning. Have yourself a great remainder of your day. And remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. If you hit that notification bell on your smartphone, it dings. You'll never miss a show like this, all right? Grand Cities, they're all right. Grand Fork's best source, giving him an identity again.